Hello and welcome to the Parent Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Versta Duplessis, autism activist and dad to two autistic sons. I'm joined, as always, by Johanny Meirung, founder of Parent Reality. Hello, Johanny. Hi, Versta. Today we'll be discussing special needs and family relationships. So, um, Johanny, what's important about uh, family relationships when it comes to special need parenting? I think we as special needs parents mainly just appreciate family support so much and um, we are quite sensitive on how family you know reacts to our children so mainly it is just to keep those relationships intact it's not always easy and it's not always a simple um, relationship like you know ordinary relationship would be especially because of the kids but um, it's something that I feel is very a very important part of our lives. And you've talked before about the concept of the private circle. Tell us a little bit about that and uh, who is that and how, who do we trust inside that private circle? Private circle just spells out trust to me um, in essence. And that is usually the people that, you know, um, understand the diagnosis mostly you know of your kids they maybe have a a better understanding and um, concept of what you are going through therefore usually you can talk to them a bit more and be honest Um, and yeah you usually pick some of your family um, family members for that private circle but it's very important to not just stay in a small circle and try to expand that circle um, without, you know, making it too traumatic. How do I make people part of my journey? Well, communication, um, reaching out, being vulnerable, and just expressing your day-to-day challenges. I really think there is lots of people in our families who really want to help. And then my Many times they make a mistake. <laughs> they say the wrong things or they react in the wrong way. But um, it is very beneficial to just keep on talking and keep on explaining our journeys and try to make them part of it, even though it might be hard for, for you as a special need parent. It, I've realized for me as well, it's almost like sometimes you just don't have the energy <laughs> to explain again and try to in a way, defend your child um, against the harsh world. But that's really the only way that we can keep open relationships with our with our family members. Every now and again, we come across family members who don't accept the diagnosis. How do you handle situations like that? When that happens, I don't think it's necessary to... Um, keep on forcing the issue, if you know what I mean. Sometimes people disagree, and that's okay. Um, It's not not okay for them to um, force you into denying what you are going through. That's not okay because it is your reality. Um, But I don't think it's necessary to try to convince people of something that they either do not understand or accept. Um, You know, in that regard, I would 
I would really, in my relationships with those family members, try to focus on something else and not always talk about the kids. You know, talk about other things, other parts of your lives. Um, keep the relationship open and wait for a good time to discuss these things, you know, when it comes up. But um, don't put yourself or them in that situation of constantly having conflict about diagnosis. Every now and again, I suppose things come to an come to a head, uh, and you find yourself in a situation where family is withdrawing from you. How do you handle something like that? I don't think it's something that you need to worry about too much. It's it's very hard. It's something emotionally hard to deal with, definitely, but um, it's not something you should take on onto your shoulders or taking the blame of someone that withdraws, um, you know, for a while. Usually withdrawal in a family is, is not practical for really, very long. You know, some, some way or another you will come in contact again and you will have to speak <laughs> to each other. Um, but, but to constantly worry about, you know, putting the relationship back together for someone who made the decision to withdraw, I don't think you have to put yourself through that. You know, life happens and time time does heal wounds. Um, if it's in your capacity to, to you know, um, reach out again and just have some positive discussions, do that. But otherwise, do not take that, um, that burden onto your shoulders. And in some instances, they might be um, just confused about what it all means. So what advice do you have about helping family members understand the situation? I think the, the most practical way is to just make them part of your life. And, and not, you know, not the, the big theoretical or therapeutic um, explanations of terms or behaviors or conditions just just almost um, t- telling how telling them how you're doing and, and what happened today and um, giving them a bit of your reality to me is just the most um, logical way to actually make them part of your journey um, if people want to know more and they want to understand um, the diagnosis better by all means give them more information. Um, but try to make, not to make it too complicated. Uh, you know, when we get diagnosis, we really start absorbing information at a rapid speed, and then we forget that that others are not there at all. You know, they haven't thought about this so much, and they haven't really had to deal with um, these conditions at all. Um, so just you know, having a a very relaxed and normal relationship with them and and discussions with them i think is the best way to go if they really want to help how do you enable them yeah just really tell them what will help you you know what will really help you (laughs) Um, i think many times we try to make it easy for people because we don't want them to stress too much but it's also not really practical to let people help you with things that that you can do yourself and it's not a mission to do. Um, 
it's it's hard for us because then once again you are very vulnerable if you ask people for help. But if they um, said that they want to help you and they made their time or resources available, you know, just take that and and um, and give give the honest answer of what will really help you. Thank you. That that was a really useful discussion. I think uh, if we move on to the audience questions now, we had a a question on Instagram, a very interesting one. Um, a lady who asked, "How do I not take our kiddos' nasty outbursts personally?" That that is quite hard. I think, especially when when we are tired. You know, kids can can really lose it, <laughs> um, especially if they have a behavioural condition, and and parents can really lose it as well. So. Um, it's hard to always be the calm one, but in these situations, what's helped me is to have overriding thoughts and to, you know, um, after a nasty outburst, to try to remember what happened and and try to not repeat it in the way that I reacted towards my child, um, and and that would be just you know little phrases like. Um, reminding me that remember they are still just children or um, remember you are the parent and and you understand things better Um, and just you know reminding myself to stay calm (laughs) sometimes I just need to walk away and not answer if there's a very personal um, accusation being thrown at me or you know just a, a, a illogical um, discussion or fight that that broke out, and that it helps me to just either walk away or or do my overriding thoughts. But sometimes I also just lose it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, I think that's it for today. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us again, and we hope you found the conversation helpful. Join us again next week when we'll be discussing knowing your child's special need versus living with it. As always, if you want to get in touch, search Parent Reality on Facebook and Instagram, visit the website, and don't forget to send your questions to podcast at parentreality.co.za. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and don't forget to share on social media. Thanks for listening, and until next week, see you soon.